leap of faith. Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network, where we take a glance into comic book movies, blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian. Today, I'm joined by three friends of the show. Starting off here, we have Dives from the Suit Up Geeks Podcast. Dives, how are you doing today? What up, what up, what up, man? What's going on, Christian? Always a great time talking shop with my man, Christian. Uh, it's an honor to join. I'm ready to talk about a show that is near and dear to my heart. Let's freaking go. Awesome, awesome. And I have two friends of the show. Um, they're not really on social media all that much, but they are two of my coworkers. So we have Sarah. How are you doing today? I'm so excited to finally voice my opinions on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I know you and Shelby have heard a lot about it, but now... How the world can hear. <laughs> oh, my life. And, of course, we have Shelby. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, you know. I'm excited. Um, ready to talk about The Witcher. You know, just hanging out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel it. I feel it. So, yeah, as I mentioned before, we're going to be talking about The Witcher Season 2. It's a little bit long overdue, but, I mean, it's it's the most recent season that's out for, for this um, this interesting series that, I feel like it's going to be a house divided on this one, but a little bit of housekeeping here for everyone out there listening. Before we begin today's show, you can listen to our podcast on platforms around the internet. And if you're a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is Optics with an X or email us at filmoptics dot, uh, at gmail.com for any movie related questions. So um, we're going to get this pretty much straight into it. I know Dives doesn't have too much time on his hands tonight. So I guess we'll just start right into the bloodbath right after this short break. Something has changed, Geralt. The world's acting strange these days. The North and South at war. Monsters roaming when they should be hibernating. Maybe it's the end of days. Are you winning? I've lived through three supposed end of days. It's all horseshit. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a little snippet of the trailer from The Witcher provided by Netflix. And so we're just kind of get into it really quick but before we do i'm going to read the synopsis for anyone out there who just doesn't really know what's going on uh this uh, series is created by lauren schmidt stars henry cavill freya allen and anya uh chitrola i'm probably butchering that last name and i usually do but it's okay but the synopsis is as follows convinced yennefer's life was lost at the battle of sudden gareth of rivia brings princess sorella to the safest place he knows his childhood home of Kermoran, while the continent's kings, elves, humans, and demons strive for supremacy outside its walls, he must protect the girl from a far more dangerous, mysterious power that she possesses inside. So very, very interesting stuff. So how we're going to just kind of tackle all this, we're going to go through our initial reactions of the season. Um, and of course, uh, 
Oh, sorry. God, that was the wrong one. I always literally do that. Once you hear that button, that means we're going to go into spoilers. But to be honest, it's been out since what? Mm, December? December. So, early, early December. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll give our initial reactions and then I'll, I'll still give the nice little, you know. <laughs> this is a more unstructured episode for me. You know, I, it's been a long day for me. But we're going to start off with our initial reactions. I guess we'll start off with Sarah, the negative Nelly in the room. Um, <laughs> Am I allowed to say lore whore on the show? Because I'm here as the designated lore whore to uh, Devil's Advocate. You know, um, initially, honestly, the first episode, I was, I was like, cool, I'm, I'm ready for this. I watched the first episode, and I, it, it was a great first episode. Um, I hung on a little bit until uh, Dandelion came on because he has my heart. And then it just started to go real steeply downhill for me. And like I had my uh, until then, but it, you know, it, my initial reaction started high, took a, took a hard turn to, to not go. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was not the correct answer <laughs> that we were looking here for on the show. Look, You'll you knew be- this going in. <laughs> We've literally talked about this like so much and it's like, we're finally here. And, but of course I'm going to get my initial actions last. So we'll go to dives. Then we'll end with Shelby and then I'll, I'll pretty much cap it off. So dives, what was your initial reaction? I know we're, we're, we're fantasy bros here. So it's like, you know, we, we were talking wheel of time on your, on your podcast and you know, we, we liked it for the most part, the middle part at least, but give me your thoughts on your initial reaction on Witcher season two. Yeah, I loved it overall. Uh, I thought there was a lot of setup here in season two. Uh, I have no doubt that season three is going to be absolutely bananas. Um, it definitely left me really pumped for what's ahead. No doubt about it. Uh, I thought the overall quality was much better than season one. The production, the fights, the CGI, the sets. Uh, I thought there was a stronger emotional connection between uh, Geralt and Ciri. And I, it was better than I thought, uh, which I'm really happy about. Um there's definitely some negatives that we're going to, you know, get into here. But I thought for me, the positives outweighed the negatives this season. Um, you know, so for me, I, I enjoyed it. This is fine. This was a fine season. You know what? You, uh, you, 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 you get the nice little applause there. That's, that's, that's the correct answer. We like to hear it here on the film. Off. <laughs> hey, like, hey, I'm I'm just I'm just calling it. No, I'm just joking. It's it's all good. Uh, Shelby, <laughs> I I feel like I feel like you're gonna lean towards more Team Sarah over here. But I mean, I would say I would say like overall, it's definitely I feel like it's worth a watch. It's it's not like a wash of a season. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a fan of it in the sense of I felt like they left a lot on the table. Um, so there was a lot that they just missed out on, and I thought they misrepresented representative or represent i can't think of the word representation yeah um but sarah's gonna make some points and i can just come off of what she's saying because we agree on a lot of the same things with the season and how it goes um but overall i agree with with dives with when he said in the production the fighting the cgi i thought was phenomenal so it was definitely it was like the movie eternals for me like it 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 was worth the watch it's not 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 worth the watch it's worth the watch because it's 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 great acting there's great things in it but the story there was left there's a lot left to be desired in the storyline 
um, and how they did some things. And so I think the acting was phenomenal. I think everything about it, except for the actual story and how it was portrayed within season two, was just eh. Let's take a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. All right, Shelby, I'll give you a nice little cheer. <laughs> Yay! So, uh, I mean, so you're asking for it. I mean, she's been raving this. This has been a long time coming. <laughs> I get to publicly shame Sarah on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's fine. But um, yeah, for for my initial reactions, I will admit there are some issues, but I think the good outweighs the bad. If you are what Sarah was saying, more of like a lore whore, obviously you are going to care about where, you know, you're going to be doing a lot of comparisons between the book and not only the book, the video games as well, because everyone still thinks that this is based off the video games when it's not <laughs> for whatever reason. But overall, I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed season two because of, you know, the less of the time jumping. I didn't really mind it in season one, but once season two came around, it was just nice to have a more linear path of what was going on. Um, I will say the politics were a bit wonky for me. Um, that's definitely one of my big negatives. I couldn't really understand what was going on. Like between the elves, I kind of knew what was happening, but there did seem to be a lot going on at once. And that's not something I appreciated. I loved, you know, every scene with uh, Freya Allen and, uh, Henry Cavill, you know, uh, playing their respective roles as Siri and as Geralt. And of course we have, um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Ah, I'm blanking on his name. Older Witcher, Vesemir. There we go. There we go. <laughs> as I say, guys, it's been a long day of doing nothing today. Um, <laughs> so I'm very tired from that, you can see. Um, <laughs> but overall, it was, um, it, it was a fun ride. It's just, I can see why people are upset um i didn't expect it to be this much of a backlash going in um you also overall, thought eternals was a fantastic movie so because I mean, that's because it is a fantastic movie uh, <laughs> i thought you were gonna i thought you were skipping on an actor name i was like that's okay me too and then i got really offended when you forgot a character name yeah. <laughs> but i will preface it with i was this like there's with, no way he's thinking of vesemir he's probably think, <laughs> trying to miss he's trying to figure out how to pronounce anya's name but he can't figure yeah. it out i will nope. preface this it's with vesemir. i don't know any actor names so besides henry of course oh but, besides henry yes yeah. <laughs> superman himself super well not anymore but <laughs> as my guild used to say my future husband so you know all right let's just be honest what's <laughs> superman always superman that like, that is true that, that that is very true yeah but, but even uh, the guy who played it for one movie and i can never think of his name i forgot his name too um because he's in legends of tomorrow but when I look at him, I don't see him as the guy that he played in Arrow and all that. I see him as Superman. Yeah, there's there's always 
What's yeah. up? Brandon yeah. Ruth. Yeah, I, I liked him as an actor. I liked him as Superman. I thought he did a fantastic job. Me too. Yeah. I think he's underrated. Super underrated. Super, super underrated. Yeah, but, but overall, we're going to talk about Henry. <laughs> yeah, don't get me on Superman. This has turned into the Henry Cavill um, hour. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> All things likes and dislikes about Henry's daily activities. <laughs> no dislikes, all likes. Done. Episode right. over. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, those are just pretty much my my initial thoughts. Um, I, I, you know, I, I love this world so much. I, I'm interested to see where they're going forward, but it was there were some things that felt a bit convoluted. I was like, well, I don't really know where they're going with this. And I thought they were going to, I, I thought Siri was, I'm just going to say it right now. I thought Siri was actually going to become a witcher. I know that's not how it usually happens, but you know, this is a series adaptation, which literally just means, you know, I see it, that. I, I, I think I can get what you're coming down. Like they're not following the books or the, the game itself. They're doing their own writing style. Right. So they might change some certain things. I don't like that, but mm. I, I, I can see where you would see that to a certain degree. Yeah. Like it's, it's pretty much just open season for adapting everything. And I believe I watched a, um a YouTube video through, it was actually from Netflix about uh, the showrunners and they were torn on the big reveal. One of the bigger reveals of season two was that, you know, series father is still alive and they were trying to figure out whether to wait to introduce him or to do it as early as they did in season two. And they have mentioned that they were torn about everything, but they obviously ultimately decided for, to go. I forgot to make you a little spoilers noise. There you go. <laughs> honestly, honestly, at this point, it's like it's it, it's been. I mean, we're going into February right now. Like, you're, you're, not, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. So I like, apologize, listeners. As I like said, the Super Bowl happens, and then you don't watch the Super Bowl for two months, and then get mad when someone spoils it. Yeah, we like Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother when he tries to <laughs> avoid the uh, the Super Bowl scores so everyone can watch on their DVR. Which is a pretty solid plan if you didn't live in New York. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, those are pretty much just my initial uh, thoughts. But I kind of wanted to pass it over to you guys to kind of, I guess, vent about your, <laughs> your likes and dislikes. Um, I'll start with Shelby, then we'll go to Dives, and then we'll end with Sarah because I feel like she's going to be the more long-winded one yeah, so that. well <laughs> which isn't um, a bad thing not a bad thing at all i promise i promise i'll try i'll, I'll, I'll try and keep it mm, condensed. <laughs> you, have, you have some very vo uh, valid points um <laughs> for me i think like the biggest things for me I'll, I'll do three things i think um one it feels like the show especially with the first season going into the second season netflix was like this is the next game of thrones um, it really felt like that's what the show was going to become. Um, and sure enough, they followed it up with season two being very much very similar to season eight of uh, Game of Thrones, where yeah. they just rushed everything. Like I, I was completely fine in Game of Thrones with how they were wanting to end it, but it should have taken another two more seasons to get to that point. In season two, it felt like there was a lot of story within season two that they just crammed in there just because they're trying to get to the most notable part of the Witcher series, which is the wild hunt. Um, 
and that's where the Witcher 3 came out, which was the like that's where I think with the Witcher really really took off for the community that it has. Not talking about its hardcore members who were with the series back when it like first came out back in like what the 90s is when the first game came out. Um but I'm talking about like Witcher 3 won all the awards. It was like Call of Duty of of video games. Like it it topped everything for the full year. And I think even in the next year, it was a fantastic game. Um, and I think that's what they're trying to market upon. But the thing is, is they're having to get to that point and it just feels like they're rushing things to get there. Um, so there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of things that, that really irritated me with the season. Um, the acting I think was great. I mean, I love Henry Cavill. Um, I think Anya's a really good actor. I think she portrays, uh, oh, I'm going to forget her name for some reason. Um, Yennefer, Yennefer very well. Yennefer, yeah. Um, and then Siri is played very, very well. I think, I think her like coming, becoming into that role of of being very independent and very strong-willed um, from being someone who was portrayed as someone who was somewhat weak in the first season. Um, I, I do enjoy the like her growth as her character there. Um, I loved how they introduced um, Visimir and they in- introduced. Um, Morin, but it just felt like there's a lot of things like so here's Morin. All right, we're gonna have a couple things happen here and then that's it. Like they don't really go into it. They don't really go into um I wanna I wanna mispronounce his name. He's the elf. Um but the uh philandrel or philandrel. Yeah. yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Um uh, like his story, I think like if you if you don't watch the if you haven't played the game or if you haven't watched like the cartoon that they made the animated movie uh you don't see like how visimir and philavandrel actually had a pretty good relationship and that he is a very integral part of the story that they just completely leave out um so i do feel like there's a lot left there that they could have just expanded on even if they wanted to to expand it from eight episodes to even like maybe 10 and just put in more more of the elf stuff um and then it just it the relationship which i know which probably sarah's gonna harp on just some of the relationships in the in the series feels like they they were just testing stuff and it wasn't thought out all the way um of how they portrayed things because it just went against what the game and what the uh short stories portrayed um which it, i think is when you're creating a tv series uh from a book and from short stories, there's a lot of leeway to it. And it, the adaptations don't always come across as, as they should. Um, and that's fine. But there's times where they're like intricate parts of these characters that when you change these dynamics and the relationships, you change that character and not in a good way. And so that's something that I did. I want to complain about, about the show, but everything else i love okay okay i got you man yeah that honestly that makes total sense and that's a very sound argument um i've seen other people on reddit who are not so kind um (laughs) with their (laughs) responses but i mean it's it's totally fine you know not everyone's gonna like everything i mean i was very excited for it but of course you know i'll 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 give my feel uh last but we'll move on to dives and then um yeah so yeah fire away yeah, starting with negatives, just to kind of piggyback off of what uh, Shelby was talking about. Like, I was hoping that season two would be a little bit longer since 
you know, season one was so successful, uh, you know, but they, they stuck with the eight episode season, man. Like that's gotta be the major complaint of this show. Uh, the Witcher has so much excellent source material that having filler episodes in an eight episode season just honestly feels like a backslap to the face, man. I, I feel like this show for me started 10 out of 10, especially episode one, which I love. Like they, they truly, you know, went all in about what makes a monster. You know, that was a lot of fun for me. But as it progressed, it got, you know, it dragged a little bit. <clears throat> First half of season two was a lot better than the second half of season two. No question about it. I thought Yen having no powers for this season felt a little weird to me. Um, you didn't really see any of like Yen's transformation this season. Uh, the lack of relationship between Triss and Geralt was also weird for someone who loves those two together. I like Triss's character a lot, but like Philip or uh, Shelby said, like just kind of her her whole story just kind of got cut. Which I make it makes sense because you only have eight episodes. You're trying to build the family of Yen and Siri and Geralt moving forward into season three. It still pisses me off a little bit. Um, so, you know, I thought it was just, even the music, you know, season one to season two, uh, I thought season two dropped the ball a little bit. Season one of the Witcher is an underrated soundtrack. It is a really great score. Um, and you know, when, a, when a bard sings better songs in the wheel of time than the Witcher, something is clearly wrong because <laughs> the Witcher is like here and the wheel of time, at least for me is definitely down a notch. Um, but for positives, I thought Henry Cavill act, uh, just absolutely knocked it out of the park. Still one of my favorite actors alive, period. Uh, Geralt's chemistry with Siri was the standout of season two. I really thought like he was going to be a little bit more like unreasonably protective of, over Siri, but it turned out he was both protective and kind of like, you know, mature enough to kind of let Siri grow, give her that room for growth, which I really, truly appreciated. Uh, those two on screen together was pure fire, man. That's going to be, that's going to get better and better and better into season three. Um, I loved how Yen, you know, evolved into a more sympathetic character this, this season. Uh, she wasn't, she wasn't stone cold, like dry in season one, but I liked her here in season two, a lot more than season one, even Gerald, I thought uh, Henry Cavill showed a lot more range this season for me. And I thought the the writers overall did a very good job, a better job of humanizing just the entire cast in a great way. Uh, in a sense, like all three of those characters had uh, much more complex personalities. Uh, they had a better range of just situational emotions that, you know, definitely kept me engaged. Um, positives, seeing a live action lesson on the small screen was so freaking great, man. I had to just, I just got off out of my couch and my jaw was literally dropped on that scene. One of my favorite scenes, Gerald's battle. <clears throat> Geralt's battle with the Chernobog uh, was awesome, man. When you just see him take that position, just slice his stomach open. So freaking badass. Uh, it literally made me feel like I was playing the games again. Uh, Geralt cutting that basilisk's uh, mouth in half in, uh, in episode eight was so freaking cool. But I think the biggest overall negative I have here was Vesemir. Vesemir did not work for me whatsoever. <laughs> Heading into this season, that was like the, literally the thing I was most excited about to really kind of deep dive into Vesemir's character. I thought the writing was really bad. There was just almost no warmth, no wisdom for this character other than maybe like the first couple of scenes. 
Uh, I just thought he was written as just a much older witcher rather than the father figure he was supposed to be in the show. Uh, you're kind of constantly told he's this father figure, but you never see it. It never translates to the screen. It feels like Geralt was there supporting him and helping him through his shit rather than the other way around. It just did not work for me. Uh, that was not adapted well. Uh, I just thought the character was pretty mediocre. Um, it just did not connect with me whatsoever. So there's some positives, there's some negatives. There's a big negative with Vesemir. Does that mean I'm going to like tune off uh, when season three starts? Absolutely not. Um, I have, again, a very close connection with this show. Uh, so those are some of my kind of quick thoughts. Okay. Hey, honestly, dude, I... <laughs> You guys are hitting hit, pretty much hitting the nail on the head. Um, I'll save my thoughts for last. I saw Sarah over there saying, oh, my God, thank you, thank you. So anyway, I'll pass it over <laughs> to Sarah so she can give her two cents. Oh, it's like it's like a hundred dollars more than it's way more than two cents, but you know, I'll try <laughs> I'll try and touch <laughs> a couple points. Um so uh, just touching on the the pacing of season one versus season two, um, I did also appreciate that they stopped the timeline switching um, because that was appropriate for season one. I thought it was a great setup for season two. But if you look at the pacing, they took that whole season to put these timelines together. And then you go into season two and regardless of whether or not you're a fan of the books or the or the video games, which I'll say right now, I'm more of a fan of the video games than the books. Um, but regardless, it, it, uh, it, as you guys have said, it felt rushed. As Shelby said, it was very rushed. Like, okay, let's just, we, we took all this time in season one, setting these characters up and season two, it's like, okay, let's just get through. Let's just get to the wild hunt. Um, which uh, again, going back to the spoiler of what um, uh, Christian had said, uh, bringing up Amir being her father and still you know, being alive, uh, that, I mean, I was shocked that they, uh, revealed that so early on it's, it's looks like they're just trying to push this wild hunt while they're still trying to do this elf, um, war plot line. And it, it just, it, like you said, it's a lot, it's a lot. And even it like, it's like, they know that the fans are watching. So they expect you to keep up because you know, what's happening, but also, uh, they're changing it, which is also offending the fans. So it's very confusing. Um, and that's just kind of my thoughts on like the timeline and the plot and everything. Um, getting into the relationship relationships of the characters. I do agree. Siri, Geralt, very, they've held very true to that relationship, which is, which is good because that's really the basis of this entire plot line is um series growth their relationship why she's important um and why it's important for Geralt to be so protective over her um one of the things that i did feel again that they kind of rushed was her time at kirmoran um especially being a big fan i've got a i mean i've got a wild hunt poster above me as we speak um <laughs> uh you know in the in the games watching her train becoming this young woman you know beyond the age that she is in in this show and or she goes off on her own and does witcher stuff um not actually being a witcher because traditionally women cannot be witchers and it's not that it's a law it's just that women had never survived so they just stopped trying um i'll get to that a little bit again later but um she goes off and becomes this monster hunter and this faux um uh witcher 
and she develops so much more before this wild hunt even gets to an end and it's just again very rushed um but i did think that henry and series actress again i'm terrible with the Freya Allen. Freya. <laughs> I, I did think that they were they did really steal um the entire season except for dandelion because i love him uh, <laughs> <laughs> um the biggest gripe with the relationships that i had was siri and yennefer because i she yennefer was supposed to be this motherly figure and we're starting out with her sacrificing siri <laughs> To get her magic back, which again is something that even that I kind of play, played along with. That's not canon, but it's like, okay, it's a little weird, but you know, I'm I'm open to changes. I understand the fact that games and books cannot directly translate to a watchable series. I understand that. Um, so there were some things, even in like episode one. Episode one was a short story in the book. They changed it a little bit. Um, little fun fact. Uh they uh Geralt had known that uh Novellin had raped the priestess before he helped him in the books but in the show they did it to where afterwards and I understand that that was a I thought that was a great change I thought that was uh, making you like Geralt being this hero rather than oh he knows this person did wrong and still was on his side I thought that was a positive change um but as far as like the magic going away from Yen, I was like, okay, that's kind of weird, but we'll see where it goes. Um, but then she sacrifices Siri, and that's not good. That's not good. The whole the whole dynamic between the three was supposed to be like, Geralt can't have kids, Yennefer can't have kids, Siri is their like adoptive child, and they're supposed to that relationship really hurt my heart. Um, and I don't know how they're gonna repair it. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna watch season three. Uh, I hope they fix it, but um, that was a tough one. Touching a little bit back on Vesemir, the colleague Christian said he saw me going, yes, thank you. Vesemir is supposed to be this fatherly figure, and all the witchers um, are supposed to be this this brotherhood, and I felt like they portrayed it so poorly. Um, like, Geralt's sitting there fighting or actually Geralt's sitting there for 15 minutes staring at Siri while she fights her while she <laughs> while she fights the evil thing inside her while it takes like 10 witchers to kill these two things and they made them look like just weak and like Geralt's the only strong witcher I thought that was terrible they killed Eskolov what that that hurt my heart and they made Eskel look like this uh, this huge douchebag like they made him look like just a terrible person and I'm like that's not the Eskel I know and it just like they just it just hurts a, a, a fan's heart to see them butcher these characters so much and that's really I guess where the resentment comes from is is they're making these characters out of character plotline okay I understand you got to change it but don't don't hit us where it hurts you know with these characters we've grown to love over like you said when the first com game or game came out the 1990s 30 years man don't hurt me after 30 years of loving these characters and vesemir um you know willing to sacrifice siri with injecting her with the witcher poison he would never do that no he would never do that and also that's a huge plot hole because if Siri is the key to making more witchers, why would you risk 
sacrificing yeah, 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 her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tell me I'm wrong. You're like, yeah, you know, no, let's I, let's yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, that's a huge that's pothole. True. Like your it's blood like, does your blood is the key to producing more witchers, but let's risk your life. <laughs> like so <laughs> I thought it would have been pretty interesting, but I can see why people were not for that whatsoever. Um, it's just I was like, oh yeah, you know, like she'll be able to. I mean, not that she can't fend, not that Siri can't fend for herself, but in a way, obviously, she still is not in control of her powers whatsoever. And then no. we get, but I think the, that's uh, like the the whole point, right? Like with Siri, she doesn't require to become a the Witcher, or, or be she doesn't require to become a Witcher to be able to be as strong as the Witchers. And that's how it is in the games. Like she's she's badass in her own right, in her own right, because of who she is like mm-hmm. and like she's like one of the or she's the only like what what, what do they call her it's the, her, she's uh, the, the elder blood elder blood, elder blood yeah. she's the only yeah. elder left at this point because and, and it's just be, from her line just so mm-hmm. happens to carry it and no one's had it in centuries so i mean i think that part was really like it just catches you off guard like what the heck Vesemir? that's not Vesemir. it's yeah, no mutagen story with Vesemir just did not work no I, I whatsoever and and but i just want to say for all the people who don't know the lore out there the witchers aren't that weak they should have been able to take them down their brothers uh, and also they uh, like and this is really nitpicky this is really getting nitpicky but and that first party scene Listen, if you played the games, you know Geralt can party. So, like, he wouldn't, he wasn't this, like, stingy, like, oh, she shouldn't be watching this. You know, like, anyway, that's being really nitpicky. But um, uh, that's kind of my feelings on, Kier, on like, the Kiermoran crew of Esimir, the Witcher, Eskel. I'm so, so sad they killed off Eskel. Um, they kind of made it feel like uh, Kiermoran was just kind of like a frat house. And like these guys yeah. were completely wasted all the time when they're there, and like they couldn't do anything, and then they're all douchebags and only care about themselves. They don't really care about each other, and yeah. that's just a misrepresentation of of the characters. But let's talk about um, the greatest int- the greatest reentry into the show with, with Dandelion. But <laughs> I will say, if any if there's any fans of Hamilton. Uh, you will note the relationship between his song and Burn um, <laughs> in the Hamilton uh, soundtrack. I noticed that right away. Um, but uh, he was wonderful. He's always wonderful. I think he portrays Dandelion. Sorry. Yeskir? Yeah, uh, Yeskir? I don't even know how they say it in the show, but um, that's it's that's Dandelion. I keep saying Dandelion, but it's Yeskir. That's Torment, um, right? That's Torment. Is that Torment from the guy during the beginning, the is that what we're talking about? No, the bard. The bard. Oh, yeah, the I'm bard. sorry. My gosh. Burn my but bad, your my burn. burn but who, his, his love song. Yeah, he's Dandelion in the games. Yeah. Do you think he had enough screen time, though? Like, what's your I think he on? did because, let's be fair, he's there for comedic relief. And I think, okay. Yen wasn't doing anything all the season. She was useless with her. Like, I didn't, I thought she, I didn't understand what she was doing, why she was there. But then they're like, let's put her with Dandelion. So, <laughs> so that the storyline's still interesting. Cause she was just kind of like moving. And on that note, the time, the, the, um, travel time in the show was terrible because when, uh, Siri and Yennefer made it to that obelisk, 
and the town like way off yonder noticed that they were there <laughs> they were there in about two seconds i'm like what those are really fast horses my issue is that they're setting up for um you know this major betrayal uh between those two and it's just not going to be emotional enough in season three i think they're setting up uh him to kind of just betray them you know he's obviously got he's really the only one who knows what siri looks like he's the end to get siri um and i i think i i I like the character a lot um just like vesemir just they, they weren't built up enough and they weren't fleshed out enough as they should and that's going back to my major negative of the show was uh it just needed more eight more than eight freaking episodes um to really build those connections or just not getting to that point in this season you know mm-hmm. and like we haven't even touched on the elves like <laughs> like does anyone anyone actually even know what was happening with that besides no you know, I, I don't like, i don't i do not know i'll be completely honest i had no idea that the two were even together that she was pregnant with with what's his name's uh child it, it made it sound it, they made it seem like they were like brother and sister or like really good friends well, so i didn't know that it, they were it like, just seemed like she became queen so he had to step down mm-hmm. to a certain degree because she was now the leader where he was the leader but then now all of a sudden they're having a kid together i was like whoa <laughs> when did they even get together here like it really was like you said, like Game of Thrones are like, let's throw some politics in here with some this and this and this and cram it all together in eight episodes. And uh, and I, that's why I like hearing I, I actually was really interested of hearing for people who aren't, you know, fans of the of the story or the or the games, their opinions on it, because even to me, where I knew what was going on for the most part, because they changed so much, um, how, how that translated to somebody and how they kept up with everything that was going on. I feel like that was all set up. <laughs> it's all going back to Siri for season three. You know, she's the outer blood. She's, you know, the, 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 she's the prophecy with, she's going to save the elves. It just, I will throw in a couple little, uh, fun things here. If you are a fan of the show, I'm sure you noticed uh philippa the owl as soon as the owl was there i'm like i know who that is um so i am really excited to see her role at, like how what they do with her in the third season because again the, like now we're off now we're off canon now we're off story so anything could happen uh we'll see what she does um but she is a really cool character uh look out for philippa and then i do want to talk about the most emotional death go ahead besides eskel was was roach R.I.P. Oh, that was brutal. He got carved up like a tray. You. He got carved up like a Thanksgiving turkey. I was like, woo. <laughs> but fun fact: um, Geralt names all his horses Roach, so that is not the first, and it won't be the last Roach. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's 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 like a running thing. And I'm like, okay, I I knew he wasn't gone, gone but not forgotten type thing. But mm-hmm. R.I.P. to Roach, 100. percent um yeah i i do agree with you guys talking about like with the elves uh, the only interesting part i really thought was there because of all those those poor elven babies <laughs> she went like whoosh and she was like them kids <laughs> out of nowhere just like you know what my baby died no one can have a baby right now like like you know it's 
if, if I can't have it, nobody can. And I mean, you kind of see, I kind of understand where the elves are coming from, but it, it is weird to see the elves in a more fugitive position. Usually within high fantasy, they are like, not like, the, I guess you could say the pinnacle, they are more high society. You know, we see it in Lord of the Rings. We've seen it in uh, the Wheel of Time, things of that nature, that they are a more elevated being in a sense, like above everyone else. So it was really interesting to see um, elves suffer for once, I guess you could say. Um, so I, I thought that was pretty uh, interesting. But you guys have been touching on some really good points. Like I said, I I enjoy the season, but I do, as I've had time to think about it and as Sarah has ranted about it, um, <laughs> it does make sense as to I, I do I definitely feel like the season was rushed, one hundred percent. Because, like Shelby had said, it seems like they just want to get to the wild hunt, and I mean, and that's fine. But like, I feel like there needs to be a proper buildup of like events and character growth in order to get there. Um, of course, we we had the. Um, the lady in the in the witch house, the, the Baba Yaga, the beach, you know, all that, all that. Because <laughs> I think that's what she's um, based off of. Uh, I forgot. It was like the the not the hairless mother. What was her name? I can't remember. Like in the actual show, they they gave her an actual name because she feeds off the evil of other. Yeah, but I just uh, love how she's called the same thing that uh, John Wick's called. Bobby, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Baba Yaga, <laughs> the boogeyman. I was really con- confused. I don't know if any of you could tell me this. I don't understand why Yen had to slit her wrists because they were like, "Oh, she needs a host." But how did she take a hold of Siri? When s- like, I don't understand that whole how that even works. Like, she took a hold of Siri, like, no problem. She's like, haha, I'm free. Let's go get her. <laughs> but then, like, in order to leave Siri, she needed a host, but Yen didn't actually die. Like, I, I didn't understand that at all. Yeah. So, when Yen takes in the witch, it doesn't seem like it possesses Yennefer the same way that it possesses Siri. Which makes sense because if I'm not mistaken, Baba Yago, is she not um, Elder Blood too? Like she's part of like the wild hunt. The wild like hunt, yeah, that's people, right. Yeah. Like that race of people. She was such a horrible person over there that they banished her to this realm. And so, if I'm not mistaken, that's like she. And then they call her a demon because no one knows what it's really about. I don't know. I thought the wild hunt wanted Siri because she has. She has the. They think she, you know, has the blood to be able to travel. Right. They want no. They they want Siri. Like Siri is is of the same race, right? Right. Um, Bobby travel across worlds, and she can portal. She doesn't know that yet. I think she found that out in episode eight. Yeah. So yeah, the season, to... where she like when she was with the end. Yeah. 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 Well, not not just with the end. Like at the end of the in the entire series, when she's like when they're fighting, you mm-hmm. see the wild hunt. Oh, like por- portal to another realm, not just yeah. portal. Yeah, and uh, they're stuck there. That's right. Like the the wild hunt is stuck in that realm, and they they need Siri uh, to be able to you know travel across worlds again. That's 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 what I thought. If I'm not mistaken, from the game, that's like that in in The Witcher Three, like your main villain there, outside of uh, Siri's dad, is is the wild hunt and the guy who is the head of wild hunt. 
is wanting Siri because of of that. Yeah. Yeah, Aridan. Uh, I hope they I hope they really give us some of that, like you know, Geralt and Aridan in season three. That they really need to build that up. I hope that's where we're headed. You know what my my biggest uh, question on this, and I and I've tried to Google it and I've tried to look it up, but like. Henry is like the reason he's such a good Geralt is because he is such a big fan. Like, and to be fair, honestly, when they first cast Henry, I was against it. I I love him. I love him, but I was like, you are you do not look like Geralt. Like you you're young. Your 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 skin is nice. You know, <laughs> like you're not you're not you're not like you know roughed up and beaten by demons. <laughs> but like I was like he just and but he won me over because he played Geralt so well because he is such a big fan. And it, it, I, I, I lay awake at night and think what he thought about the, really? <laughs> what, he, what he thought about the season because it's so off. Yeah. It's yeah. so off. And I think didn't he apologize? No. Well, like he did comment saying that, you know, he wishes he, he did comment saying that he hopes that, that, the story gets back on track in season three, but yeah. it's kind of hard to do that because, you know, they, they've they already made it. Yeah. They already changed a lot or maybe they're trying. I don't really, like, like I said, with the adaptations, it's always different because they, they may try to get, you know, you have like the original way, like the source material and then you have to add the adaptation way and they're both meeting the, at the same angle, but they both take different ways to get there. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we see it all the time with like Marvel and uh, whatnot, especially like with uh, like with Civil War and, you know, all these different adaptations, especially with like with Spider-Man uh, No Way Home, um, you know, when Peter kind of, you know, his whole identity is revealed and it, it cut like, you know, with Peter's identity in the comics, he actually confronts Mephisto instead of Doctor Strange, but it's still the same angle because, you know, he gets it essentially like reset nobody knows that he's spider-man um and then mary jane dies in, in the comics spoilers whatever um are <laughs> <laughs> they bringing Gwen stacy though yeah 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 so it's i it, mean it, the comic books they, they did a really good job i think in the comics for spider-man but that's beside the point yeah I, well yeah i, I was using as an example yeah, yeah. I, I agree with sarah henry did like i did so i wasn't like happy that he got the role um, but then after watching it, I was like, okay, you've, you, you restored my faith. You're in the role. You've, you, you, you were, you were made for this. And it, it makes me hopeful for the new Batman that comes out with Robert Pattinson. Oh, I've, I've been hopeful for that since. Well, that, the thing was, is like out. everyone who heard, like if any, like when I heard that it was Robert Pattinson as Batman, I'm gonna be honest. I was just like, really? Okay. I will say this because Matt Reeves, the director of the new Batman said this, he said, everyone who knew who who was commenting on um Edward or on um Robert Pattinson being Batman only yep. followed um followed his career pre um you know pre twilight but not post twilight everyone who's excited for it has followed Robertson Pattinson's career post twilight everyone else is like oh the, the dude from the twilight movies he's like yeah and it's like I thought I always liked him as an actor. I, I think he's a great actor. I just didn't think he fit the role in the sense of he's not a bulky person. He's not Ben Affleck. Let's be honest. Like Ben Affleck. I didn't really like Ben Affleck. I'm, you I, might not like him as an actor, but like his face and his body 
like because he's tall. He's he was built. That. <laughs> he was he's he was thick. Let's be honest. That boy. Was he was thick. a thick boy. He was and, a thick boy. But that's what Batman is. He's a thick man. <laughs> um, so let's. <laughs> he's a thick man that that they have portrayed with skinny dudes. Yeah, I mean, okay. The yeah. entirety of Batman series have been all skinny dudes. Michael Keaton's not exactly thick. <laughs> neither like said, is well, everyone neither else, was Christian Bale. Be ben Affleck was the first thick dude, like who fit the actual persona of what Batman in the comic books would have looked like. Like yeah, he well, was tall, he was buff. Like the other Kevin ones were. Yeah, we well, so. get it. Yeah, Kevin Conroy's Batman was thick. Yeah, he was. He was but since him. <laughs> they went on this path of like, hey, let's get short people and uh, some people that were so skinny. Like, I think the average height of Batman from the from the after the original Batman guy was like five eleven. We somehow jumped. <laughs> Just throw that out there. I know. I'm sorry. I, I, I no, no, you're, you're totally the topic good. of casting, though. I'm gonna throw this little complaint in. Yen's actress is is a beautiful woman, but she is not magically beautiful okay i'm so i'm sorry but like she literally undergoes a magical transformation to be this beautiful woman and like again she's not an unattractive person but i don't find her like wow magic made you that beautiful <laughs> i thought the casting was a little off who would have been a better Yennefer? i don't i don't know but uh, magically I, attractive even if I, I even if i know in my head uh who the actress is i don't know their names um but i don't know i i felt it was a a there's, there's a lot of kind con- no <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of kind of casting issues i had i did like that they made triss's hair orange in this yeah that was great see season. i totally forgot that her hair was brown in season one and i think sarah brought it up to me at work and i was like what are you talking about? Like, no, her hair was her hair was red in season one. And she showed me a picture. I was like, oh, <laughs> I will. So I, not, I didn't pick up on that. I, I will say with red. Tris, I, I I do also love Tris and Geralt. The, the one of the things I don't disagree with was not throwing the love triangle in with everything else. They See, were trying I liked to do. the love triangle between I did Tris like the love, and Yennefer. Trust and, me, playing yeah. the games, you, that's part of the oh, replay yeah. value. Exactly. Part of the replay like, value, so you can see. Who am I going to go with this yeah. time? <laughs> but but for but to adapt to a TV show, you they ha- they would have had to slow it down like almost too much. Like, mm. but it it went way too fast in general, but it went way too fast to then let's like, let's throw in a love triangle. Like, whoa, we haven't even, they don't have any character development anywhere. So I, that is one thing that I didn't hate that, like maybe. They could have done it successfully though. They could have done a lot of things successfully, but they didn't. <laughs> they they set it up perfectly for the love triangle because like, think about it this way. If, if Unifer does not come back this entire season, and doesn't reunite with Siri and girl that sets up the entirety of that time that she was gone. Right. As Geralt moves on because he hasn't been with her for quite some time. That's where they, their relationship can actually blossom to a certain degree, but then Yennefer comes back and that's when it's like, and that would have built a lot of drama in season three that I felt like that could have been played off of a lot better but they just kind of were like, no, 
they're not even going to be interested in each other, really. They're just going to look at each other. That's not a bad point because they didn't have to even bring it up, but they did for a minute. And they were like, yeah. you know, when they were like, oh, no, not not that wasn't a good time. So mm-hmm. you may be onto something there. They may be planning to introduce that triangle at a later time, because otherwise, what would be the point of them being, you know, having their little conversation of you know yeah. stay with me or whatever you know so you may be onto something about there yeah so uh, okay so the other small little thing since we're talking about hair follicles right now um <laughs> siri finally has her eyebrows back i was very <laughs> excited because it's just siri in season one i was like what I'm like, okay, like I know I know who Freya Allen is. And I was like, why is her like I'm the there, I'm like, there's no way that I mean it it I don't know if that's her actual like <sighs> film optics hit, hitting the hard hitting topics like eyebrows. Eyebrows, <laughs> like honestly, I would have never thought that was gonna be brought up. Like <laughs> I'm not prepared to talk about Freya Allen's eyebrows being non existent in season one and then season two, they're there. No, think about it though. Okay, go back and look at Siri in season one. It looks like she has blonde eyebrows. It doesn't look like she has any eyebrows at all. And she's it's also just- supposed to be like eight years old in season one, and then like maybe ten <laughs> years old in season two. But it looks like this eyebrowless woman running through a field. The only drawback I have with The Witcher is that Siri is literally a child, and and how she is treated as a child is in the game later like with her father mm-hmm. like with his plot it's very disgusting and revolting yeah. like it's very like what like what like you quite i question the sanity of the writer do you think netflix is gonna stay on that uh motive what that that's just still a child or do you think they um, amir wants his daughter back so he can marry her Oh, you know, I feel like I knew part of that, yeah. but I didn't. But, so I'm wondering if they'll stick with that. That's his whole plan of getting her back. But mm-hmm. maybe that's why they ate her up, because you see this a lot in, 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 in a lot of fiction, especially with Game of Thrones. Like every single person, every single man, like Jon Snow, Rob Stark, Sansa, Arya, uh, Bran, um, Rickon, uh, they're, they're all like, I'm pretty sure Rob stark and john snow were like 14 when the books start daenerys targaryen targaryen's like 13 14 when the books yeah. start obviously they aged them up so it's like that that happens a lot well no they didn't that's the thing they didn't age them up they didn't tell you their age that was how they got around it is they just never told you their age and unless you read the books and no one really read the books that were fans of Game <laughs> of Thrones. like let's be honest like i've read the first four books i did but but nobody who was like a huge fan of the show was like, let me go read them books because the books, like, I'll be honest with you. They were okay. Writing. They weren't anything phenomenal, but the show was good too. But I mean, like it just like they were like the season one, season one and season one of game of Thrones, the book and the actual like TV series identical for word for word. Oh, no, absolutely. It's, it's one of the best. Yeah. It, it it was amazing. Uh, so I mean, and they don't really show you their ages, and you don't really know until you find out. And then it kind of like just turns your stomach a little bit. Like all those nude scenes and stuff was she's technically thirteen. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh yeah. yeah. 
and the thing is, is they're not going to say that because if they say that, well, no, no, they're not going to say. I'm just saying when it comes to adaptations, usually when they do casting, you know, that person they they obviously cast them older, but they also try to age them up a little bit, like because I'm pretty, I I think they, from what I remember, they do mention their ages at some points during season one of Game of Thrones, but it wasn't as young. Like Rickon's like. Oh my gosh. He was like, like two years old. Yeah, two, three years old in the books. So, but yeah, like obviously they age, age him up a little bit. Like my point was that, you know, they just, that, that's what they do. And, yeah, you know, I mean, it's just like, it's funny that like these books and adaptations, people don't ever point out to like <laughs> the, the hey, darkness. Little Mermaid. 16. Little Mermaid. <laughs> that is very- the, the thing, the thing about the, the age up in this series though is that like, she is supposed to be a child mm. and you age her up, but you don't age up the experience in between. Um, right. It's like, she, she's supposed to be being, which, okay. Geralt doesn't know what to do with kid, right? All he knows what to do with this kid is train it, right? Let's train it like a witcher, treat it like any of any of the witcher, whether regardless, whether she is a witcher or not, is just, this is what you do. You go train. And, that is again one of the things that kind of made me upset is they made Siri a little weak. Um, and she's really like this badass little kid, and like they kind of get, get her there, like with you know, her, the little the montage of her on the on the training equipment. But wow, she did one day of training equipment, cool. Like they don't really show how she develops before wow now she has to face the wild hunt and her father and like uh all these things coming at her where's the development of her powers they're like i yeah. i understand it's kind of coming in stride but the the power isn't the only thing that made her badass it was the training that Kermorin and all the witchers that's the other thing too is she, she was a part of Kermorin. she was she wasn't this like pesky little kid that they portray her to be like oh i'm just gonna we're just gonna badger this small child like she's a part of the family and and they they really didn't portray her time at care more in um in the way that i felt like it needed to be portrayed how many seasons do you think this is gonna go um see and i was actually gonna ask you that dives because you know as we've seen with wheel of time you know with the children there clearly they're not kids kids but they're you know, in their eh, like 20s, something like that, in between like 18, 20 years old. So Freya Allen now is 20 years old in real life. So I want to know, number Are one. Are you serious? Yeah. Freya Allen's like 21. 14. No. <laughs> and Anya. I thought um, it was who, weird that her and Henry would like cut eyes at each other. Like, I don't know. I just felt like it was a lot of, I was like, man, she's like 14 years old. And he's like, I understand like he's like a big brother to her. Yeah. But like, because I respect Henry henry very much like i I think he's a a fantastic human being in life Mm. uh with a lot of the things that he does but i was just like man that's kind of weird now she's 20 it makes me even feel like yeah he's 38 in real life uh henry cavill's 38 but anya who plays yennefer she's 25 in real life so and going back to your point dives i'm getting there i promise it's just i'm trying to figure out how long like like you said how long is this gonna go are they gonna go are they going to go past wild time? And like, how much time is it is how much of a time jump is it going to be between season two, season three? And also to Sarah's point, I do feel like 
we saw Siri at least trying to train on her own, trying to be more independent, obviously wants to be more like Geralt because, you know, that, that, that is her father figure. Um, I, I'm, I'm just interested to see what's going to happen because like, obviously, you know, she's portrayed as a little girl, but Freya Allen is 20 years old and it's like, clearly she is not getting any younger. So it's like, how, what, what is going to be the time jump? between the sub they threw they threw her into the peril without preparing her yeah because i mean she was like i think 18 when season one came out the good news is that like the way this season ended you're only you're gonna get a lot of girl yen and siri moving forward like there's not going to be a lot of like thing there's probably going to be a lot, it's going to be the hunt for siri in season three but i at least the way they set it up you're going to see a lot of screen time between those three and building up Siri as a character, like I can't, as a Star Wars nut, like I can't help but think and compare her to Ahsoka. Like Ahsoka, how many years did you have of Ahsoka Tano developing? You know, be, you know, being this like little brat and, and her becoming who she is now, saying no to the Jedi Council and uh, being that independent, uh, wanting nothing to do with the Jedi, but you know, kind of uh, and her all those amazing relationships she had um, with you know Captain Rex and Anakin, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's kind of where I see this and I don't know how that's why I asked how many seasons like how much time do we realistically expect Siri to have to to really build her up as this amazing independent badass character well that's a shame is that they rushed into this plot line so quickly that it's like they could have taken that time to do that but now it's like nope we're here we're we're doing things like I think I think like I think they realized that they messed up this last season and i think they can change it and like one of the things they could do is make the wild hunt like still a futuristic thing in season three make it where in season three it's very much about the relationships it's a very much like about building these characters up and having siri grow into herself to these powers and towards the end is like the start of the wild hunt you know what i'm saying like at the end of season three that's when the wild hunt comes into play and this whole season is just the build up into the wild hunt in season four you're going into it and having her go in and she's like doing the wild hunt okay that's great after the wild hunt then you can do another season or two of just kind of like what you want to do with siri and maybe Geralt dies right like he ends up dying in like season four or five um, or something like that or do something like kind of like to, to end the series as a whole but like there's a lot of things i think they can do and i think if they wanted to get six seven seasons out they can it's just are they are they willing to 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 slow things down or if or is it okay this is too much of a time constraint for the actors because eight seasons or eight episodes isn't a whole lot it's like short or shooting what four movies compared to like a long TV series, which is like 22 episodes, which is usually like an hour an episode. Like, so they can do a lot and kind of stretch it out as long as it's not that much of a time constraint to the actors. Cause like Henry Cavill, um, I don't know so much about Freya or Anya, how much, how big they are on their side projects compared to the Witcher. I think both of them really like the Witcher kind of set them up, but Henry was a massive actor beforehand. So, like, if he wants to do something different, like, obviously, he's not going to be in the future DC stuff because they're going to recast Superman, but it, which will alleviate him from having to do any contractual stuff. 
and allow them to do more with the Witcher. But that's if does he want to stay with the Witcher? Does he want to invest the time and like that's that's where you're gonna start running into issues, not on your content for sure. I think the content's there. You just have to be able to navigate it. I think it is a shame too because they had such a good they had all they had all the potential in the world to fill episodes and i know that sounds like something like uh you had said i like don't fill the episodes but the whole world of the witcher the 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 world building is is monsters right the first season had like every episode was a new monster a new fighting and so they had all this time to i guess filler episodes is a bad term for it because it's more just development and world building and like they had so much potential to I mean, it's like milk this cash cow, man. I'm sorry, but like, there, I feel like they're they're shooting themselves in the foot by rushing the the storyline because they could keep this going for a long time if they if they didn't feel the need to to rush through the the lore or the the lack of and but like they they have all this world for this room for world building because it is a wonderful world. It's such a cool. Uh, you know the 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 dimensions you know colliding they have so much so much to work with and the why they chose to rush through it it's just it's just it's disappointing Mm, yeah i i honestly couldn't tell you what they do because it's it this is netflix that we're talking about and you know unfortunately there's a lot of times where a lot of good shows get canceled or you know the show goes on and um, you know, they lose like a major uh, character, like especially the Bridgerton. Um, you know, they are going to be doing season two, but they are they are losing a, a major uh, uh, casting there. So it's kind of like what what is Netflix looking for? And is is this the kind of show that's going to end up being canceled like the rest? I mean, obviously, Daredevil was a little bit different because obviously, you know, Disney started to you know with disney plus and they kind of wanted to you know get those um streaming rights back at some point as well as as well as with like the other like defenders but now with like iron fist and stuff but i mean this this kind of is i mean and i always hate comparing it's like now since game of thrones has like came and went it's like that literally is i mean obviously like lord of the rings is like the ultimate like stable for like high fantasy but for our day and age, you know, since uh, J.R. Tolkien's no longer with us, George R. R. Martin's here. It's more, you know, Game of Thrones is is the staple, and I wonder, like, I I just don't like comparing The Witcher to Game of Thrones because, yeah, Game of Thrones is a it is a fantasy world, but through majority of the journey, it's kind of mirrors our world where you know magic is a myth and. Uh, magic isn't really there so but like obviously this is more of the um the polish like folklore and it's Pol- polish folklore yeah yeah like, yeah it, okay. it was short stories from poland Pol- the yeah. guy with the, like the writer and everybody was from from poland right right okay i just wanted to make sure so sorry everyone but yeah it's you know it this is more of like a High, a different high fantasy, but I, I hate comparing it to Game of Thrones, but you really can't help but to, because that is like, that's the big staple. That's the goal. So it's, it's, I, I really don't know what they're going to do with the series. Can I ask you something, Christian? What's your thoughts? Like real quick, like which, 
Which show has more potential, The Wheel of Time oh, or The no. Witcher? Don't make me choose. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're both in the same realm. As of right now, I mean, I feel like The Witcher has like a little bit more of a, you know, renown because season one was so good. Um, <laughs> well, they, have, they both have great source material. They do. They do. It's I mean, the book readers are like there's just a lot of book readers out there. They're always going to be disappointed. I mean, oh, man. Oh, man. I see. Like, I want to say Will of Time because. Will of like with Amazon, they are releasing those weekly. With Witcher, like when season three comes out, people are going to be talking about it for a month, and then that's it. Unless they do something super crazy with it, um, like they have with like Arcane. Um, But I, as of right now, trajectory wise, I would probably say the Wheel of Time. That's where I'm going, man. You know what? Like as much as I love Henry Cavill. Like I trust Rosamund Pike is gonna just knock this show out of the bar- ballpark. Moving yeah, right over Henry Cowan. I, I hate. But it, it just it really just depends. I mean, it's anyone's game. It's it, it's. I mean, I would probably give the edge to Wheel of Time just because you know it is starting out and. I don't know, man. I watched Wheel of Time. I haven't finished it. I've watched like <laughs> up to a certain point, but I'm like, yeah, this isn't something that i'm enjoying all too much it took me a while you have to commit (laughs) yeah like the acting is just not there for me like i i like for like in dives knows this for me like the first like three episodes i was not into wheel time as much but then like towards like what like four through like six like like four or five six were really strong yeah and then the the season finale wasn't like so bad (laughs) so like like the only character that i really liked in the entirety of will of time was rosamund pike's uh person that guy was amazing as an actor and like i was just like he he's portraying this as perfectly as possible everyone else i was just like <laughs> it, I mean, like, and of course, it, it is a new new show. You know, it, it's even with season one done. I feel like it definitely still needs to find its footing. It happens with a lot of TV shows because I mean, Game of Game of Thrones didn't start getting popular until the uh, penultimate episode of season two. Didn't both of these two seasons, like uh, Wheel of Time, this uh, season one and this season, get really hit hard by COVID? Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of yeah a lot of series has, but it's. Can we all at least agree that for all like I I agree that the CGI and the fights and the the leshy were all beautiful. Can oh, we very. apply that to their irises instead of fake contacts <laughs> <laughs> in the next season, please? Oh my Pots, god, man. it was so distracting. I appreciated, you know, uh Gil using his powers a lot more. Like there were some really badass kills, like where he uses like his Quen spell and then like the guy like pops up in the air and uh Gerald like holds up his sword and the guy's face literally falls on his sword. There were some pretty badass moments. In I, d- I do like that they incorporated his magic into it and uh, keeping up with like the vials. Uh, like again, there's so much world building that they have potential to expand on um, and explain. Um, uh, but so I do appreciate that. Um, again, what I don't appreciate is why he's had that. What was, oh God, now I can't remember the spell, <laughs> the, the barrier spell. The oh, Quen. um, the Quen, yeah, Quen. 
And he sat there for like 15 minutes at the end. Yeah. Just going, Siri. <laughs> no, Siri. Hey, are you Siri? For like 15 minutes. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Your brothers are getting slaughtered. <laughs> and, then, and then Dandelion's out here with a rock. <laughs> like running around the rock. I'm like, what is this scene? I... I held out until that scene and I watched the whole thing, but I said, you should have seen the look on my face during that last scene. Just like, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, when you're a degenerate Witcher fan, when you like completely geek out, when you see Geralt, like take a potion, like I'm really, and you like, see the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, so happy. I love it. Yeah. Like, it's like super deeper than what it is. It's like, Oh yeah, this is like, thank you let's go but like, let's give them some fake contacts the rest of the <laughs> i just love it because you're like oh it's about to get real he's taking yeah. the potion he's going in because it'll kill them that was great yeah it's it's like he's activating like his biakwa got a shark on let's go <laughs> wait till you see me take two potions yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. This isn't even my final form. The fun fact is that the reason they can take those potions is because they metabolize things a lot quicker, uh, including alcohol. So they have to drink a lot of alcohol to get drunk a lot, and they do. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it, it it sounds pretty awesome to be a witcher. Like, there, there's a lot of ups and downs. Obviously, the I don't the survival rate. I'm gonna um, be honest with you. <laughs> Here, let's just put it in perspective here, Christian. Let's say you get chosen to possibly be a witcher because you're not guaranteed to be a witcher. You have to go through the yeah. hardest grueling test of like physicality, like men- like mentally straining everything just to get up to the point to where, okay, now it's the process. Let's see if it works or not. <laughs> it's a roll of the dice. Okay, yeah. would you rather that happen or become an eel as a conduit? Uh... <laughs> what, what, I'd rather be a human. A, a dead human then, or, a, or a live no, eel? No, nope, nope. A human that has no magic. It doesn't <laughs> seem like humans survive a lot in this show. Like People are getting killed left and right. I don't think it's a good time to I mean... be a human. <laughs> I think I I'll know. take my chances being a witcher. So you know what? I'm I'm due to die any day now. So let's just roll the dice and see what I happens. Gotta ask, I gotta ask guys, like what what school were you guys in the Witcher? Were you in school the Griffin, the Viper, the Cat, the or Viper. the Viper? Vi- I was always Viper. Always, always Viper. Yeah, I mean I hopped around, but yeah, Viper was definitely my favorite for sure. Do you guys want to talk about your Harry Potter houses now? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm actually a Slytherin, so boom. It, it all matches up. It all matches up. But yeah, we've hey, been you're going. You're a Slytherin. On. Yeah, of course. I'm a pl- I'm a proud Slytherin. That checks out. <laughs> I thought he was gonna be like you. You remind me of a Hufflepuff. Friends don't. No, let you're friends. not a Hufflepuff. No, you're not a Hufflepuff. That's friends don't let friends. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Oh my gosh. Hey, like, so, there's so many. Like so much stuff has just become more clear. I guess so. finding out your Harry Potter well, uh, school. Slytherins well, aren't evil. Slytherins are. That's what cunning. they all say. That's what they all say. I'm a Ravenclaw, by the way. But well, we just produce the most dark wizards because we're <laughs> we're just very miserable people. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. I'm Malfoy. kidding. Malfoy. Hello, Potter. Hello, Potter. <laughs> 
every time. Every Your time. Mind blood. I love it's it. He like holds and he's like, hello, Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, get him, Draco. <laughs> But like, um, let's. I don't let's think get... that, that they could have chosen a better Malfoy to play. Like that actor, just oh, like, Tom Felton is fantastic. He, he embodied that character, and even when he was in the Flash, all I could see was Malfoy. <laughs> I mean, of, of course, the of same course. character. Like, the, yeah. like they tried to like change. I'm like, dude, nah, bro. He was in like, uh, Planet of the Apes. Yeah, um, same for Planet yeah, of the Apes. I just Matt saw, Reeves. I just saw yeah so it's you know he he was a bit like when the um when the return to hogwarts documentary came out he was like super engaging with fans like on twitter and stuff so tom felton's like the man he's awesome oh yeah i think he's a great guy he's just like he has that one role that defines him and every role that he does afterwards he still goes back to that role like oh yeah it it happens he can't can't escape it yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, even even with the guy uh, who played Joffrey, I don't like he quit acting altogether because there's no way that he could get out of the, of being. He's like I peaked. The most hated person <laughs> in the world. He goes from Batman Begins to Game of Thrones, and he's done. Yeah, then, yeah. And then he's done. He peaked. Yeah, like yeah. He gets to meet Christian Bale and be and be held by Katie Holmes. <laughs> to being the absolute most hated human being on the entire planet. But the nicest dude you'll probably ever meet in your yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> dude's a fantastic human being in real life. Yeah. So it, it, it kind of, you know, fame hits everyone differently. So, I mean, we almost didn't have Emma Watson as Hermione from uh, Order of the Phoenix going on because she was uh, contemplating leaving altogether because the fame just, it just got like too real for her. And it's, I mean, Harry Potter was like that, you know, global phenomenon. But all right, we're gonna get into our uh, our final thoughts here. Uh, we'll just go around uh, the podcast. We'll start with Sarah. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do final thoughts and then rating of the season, and we'll close out. So we'll start with Sarah. Go to dives. Uh, then we'll go to Shelby, and then I'll close this out. Final thoughts. Um, I'm gonna watch season three because I want to. I because I'm uh, an optimist um, through all this negativity. Um, disappointed but but disappointed but hopeful i'll leave it at that i thought you're gonna say disappointed but not surprised (laughs) also i mean i am surprised because season one was so good like i loved season one um but yeah disappointed but um yeah hopeful yeah so so what what would you give a rating for season two It, it could be out of five whatever your rating scale is i would say God, if I'm if I'm being nice, a three. Um, I I would say a a two if you're a fan, may a three and a half if you're not. Okay. Or like, and when I say a fan, a fan of the the original um source material. Right. I mean, honestly, maybe even a a one and a half if you're oh a fan. Oh my God, but, Tara. No. But two and a half, if three and a half, what I say, I don't even know. Well, we'll 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 do a solid two and a half for you. He's like a straight like... water trash Christian. That's what it is. <laughs> One out of ten wouldn't watch again. <laughs> he said water trash. I will watch season three because I have hope, but uh, <laughs> otherwise I was not. Yeah, two point five. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. Sarah's a very hopeful human being, as you guys have heard. <laughs> Listen, entire. All right, she's times. hopeful. She's she's. I I like to give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, she loves Henry. 
She does. I, 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 well, I Lord think, knows I do. <laughs> I, I, I think she, she's holding off her Henry for sure. But Dives, <laughs> give us your final thoughts and your rating of Witcher season two. Final thoughts. Yeah, there's a lot of setup, man. If, you know, you can get through this season, um, you know, the hope is that, you know, it the, the, the story kind of just centralizes more around, you know, Geralt, Yen, and Siri moving forward. Uh, you hope that we're going to get a lot more, you know, world traveling and the monoliths and, um, you know, a little bit less confusing, confusion with the plot. I, I hope they figure it out. I hope the writing just improves because there are a lot of really cool moments in this season two. Um, I'm like I said at the beginning of the show, I thought the positives outweighed the, the negatives. I'm in that like eight out of 10 range uh, is definitely watchable. Is it rewatchable? Probably not. Uh, I don't know if I would probably sit through this again uh, because of the amount of fillers and the confusing plot lines. Um, and that, I can't lie, like that definitely carries over into season three. Like how many people are literally hunting Siri? Uh, like literally a list of 10, 10 groups, 10 people that will be hunting Siri here moving forward. Um, so the, the hope that we get, you know, this like multiverse of madness in season three could be pretty fun. Um, however, like, I can't ignore some of the problems. I'm hopeful, like um, Sarah said, that, you know, we, we get a little more streamlined here moving forward and make this about, you know, that family dynamic between Geralt, Siri, and Yen. So eight out of 10 for me is, it was good. It was good. Um, not, not great. And that's it. Shelby, what about you? I'd give it a seven out of 10 because there's there was a lot of good things in the season. I'm on the same consensus that like, I think I could rewatch it. I wouldn't have a problem rewatching it. I would just be even more disappointed. It wasn't Eternals bad for me, but it was pretty bad. <laughs> uh, like Eternals, Eternals was like one of those movies that like I had done so much research on and like it's so bad. Like was so excited for, and then I get to the movie theater on opening night. I watch the movie, and I'm just like, did I just pay to see this? <laughs> But overall, I mean, with like, I literally didn't even have Netflix. The only reason I got Netflix back was to watch The Witcher. Um, and so it was very disappointing. Um, but there was still really good, like, because I enjoy Henry Cavill. I think season three is going to be the deal breaker for me. Um, and I think it'll be the, the defining moment for the series if, if it's going to carry on or if it's going to fall apart. Um, but I'd give it a seven if I'm being completely honest, because I think there was a lot of good. Um, that was more than the, than the bad. It was just that the bad was so glaring that it really was offensive to a certain degree. It was like you cared so much about these other things, but then you left these other things, like you did these things and they were so glaringly bad that it just puts an off taste in your mouth. Um, and so that, that does take it down to like a seven or six and a half. Like if you were like Sarah, I would say you'd give it a five, but like, um, because it's not like a show that you couldn't watch because she obviously got through the season um, and she was just disappointed because it didn't end up being her way. But I would say for me, it'd be a seven because I'm not so much harping on the lore, but at the same time, get your stuff together. Like don't like you have a, an excellent opportunity to, to make quite a bit of money over a long period of time with the show and it i think this show even has the potential to 
outclass Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones was rated as one of the best TV shows of all time, but it ended in disaster. Well, I just want to say Game of Thrones still is one of the best TV shows of all it time. Is. <laughs> it, it is. I'm not saying that it isn't. I'm just saying that this can get to that level and surpass it because you have the source material to do it. Yeah. Just are you willing to, to, to do it? They would have to do so much like – I, I don't know because Game of Thrones was a huge. I mean, obviously, you know, The Witcher is it's big, but like Game of Thrones was definitely another level. I would love to see them get there, but like because everyone's trying to get that. Like every new show that has yeah. been out since after Game of Thrones has been trying to hit that level of fandom, and we haven't had that obviously since Game of Thrones. Obviously, you know, Wheel of Time is out. We are seeing a lot more like fantasy and young adult fantasy books uh, being adapted into series, especially with like, with like lock and key. That's also on Netflix. Of course you have, um, you know, wheel of time as well. You know, there, there's a lot of source material out there, but um, for me, for uh, the wish of season two, I think I'm, I'm leaning more towards with dives. Like I would give it an eight out of 10 uh, just because, I mean, I, I did enjoy it. You know, I did enjoy the journey, but, you know, there are a lot of issues, uh, especially like what, like what we were talking about, like with the elf, like the politics. Before, like Before you all... finish, can I just ask you one question? What's up? What would you rate Eternals? Oh, <laughs> I, oh, I mean, I, I mean, I can pull up my letterbox right now. It's, it's four, it's four, four and a half stars out of five. Exactly. Love it. Dives, what would you rate Eternals? Man, I was like a five out of 10. I hated it. See, I'm on. I'm on the same page as Dives. You're not on the same page as Dives. You're you're way off in left field over here saying, We're talking "Yeah, I agree with him." We're both giving thing. it an eight. Dives is with me. Like Eternals was like a five. I watched it again last week. I, or last week I was in quarantine. It was even worse on my second watch. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, so back to my uh, my final thoughts for The Witcher season two. Um, I, I, I thought it was good, not great. Uh, same as Dives. Um, you know, just, just the whole the whole politics part. And, you know, Yen, I didn't really like Yen uh, losing her magic because I'm like, okay, so, like, why are you, why are you here? Uh, it makes no sense. <laughs> it was very, very I'm strange. I'm fine with her losing her magic to go through a struggle to learn something as, like, a lesson. As, and then how, and, like, basically her overcoming herself to get, her magic back and come to find out it was just herself blocking her from her magic. Yeah. But they didn't do that. Ugh. Let's not start. I'm going to keep going for another half hour. If we talk, bring this back up. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, so let me, let me close out here. So yeah. um, It, it was just, you know, the whole, the, just, just all the politics. It's, it just, it became too messy for me. And then, you know, I mean, the bard wasn't, I didn't think it was as good as it was in the first one. Yeah. I kind of missed the, the dynamic between him and um and Geralt in the first season. Uh bright side, you know, uh Freya Allen fi- finally has her eyebrows back. You know, we we're not we're not <laughs> then, no, you guys don't understand. It bugs me so much. I can tell. In season one, I'm like, where are her eyebrows? I'm like, oh, they're blonde. I'm like, but it doesn't look like she has eyebrows. But she looks smaller, obviously, because you know she was younger. But like, she was always in like I this feel like green I need to cloak. Shave my eyebrows and see if Christian notices. <laughs> like and follow for more eyebrow reviews. <laughs> it's, it's just something. I mean, it it is literally probably one of the number one things I've, like that I've noticed. I'm like, oh my god, like her eyebrows are. But like, I don't know if that's like her natural color or not. But you know, it is what it is. 
but yeah, overall, I, I, I thought it was good. Not great. Um, I mean, obviously going to be watching season three, you know, when, when, when I start a show, I, I mean, I watched three seasons of DC Titans and wow, that was a lot to get through. <laughs> but season three was, it was okay. But th- there were times where I'm like, why am I still watching this? But let me uh, wrap up here. Um, just want to thank you guys so much for coming on, you know, uh, for all the listeners out there, you know, like I said, it is more of just, this was more of just like a, it, it is a bonus episode, a little bit more unstructured um, than what we're uh, usually used to here on the show, but that's okay because, you know, it's a weekend and we like to blow off a little bit of steam uh, every now and then. So I guess I'll go around the pod really quick. Um, dives, let everyone know where they can find you on the internet and what's coming up on your podcast over on Suit of Geeks. Yeah, so I'm part, I'm one of the co-hosts of The Suit Up Geeks. Check us out on Twitter at The Suit Up Geeks uh, as well on YouTube. Uh, we do, you know, Boba Fett reviews. We do Versus series where we pit two of the best of the best in uh, the genre uh, versus each other and grade them each out of 10, break it down analytics-wise and see who is the winner. We do movie drafts. We just got done with our best picture winners and noms draft uh matt won that one that was uh, he just crushed it absolutely crushed the voting by far uh so what that is is it's it's a 10 team fantasy football style movie draft where uh live we we 10 teams 10 people pick five or six of their favorite films in a category this past one we did uh best picture winners and noms this month or sorry next month in february we're doing rom-coms which i'm really excited about We've never done that category before. Uh, so if you guys ever want to join, you're more than welcome. Christian already won a fucking draft. You already won it. Yeah, uh, so with my king, baby. Let's yeah, go. He, Christian's a baller. <laughs> I, I already have a W. Uh, we're going to be doing a, you know, championship tournament, you know, uh, tournament of champions type of type of draft in March. Uh, we're almost at 10 people. We're at eight now. Uh, so next February, we'll, this February, in a few days. We'll be rom-coms. Uh, we're doing a rom-com versus uh, coming up. We're doing uh, When Henry Met Sally, Sally versus You've Got Mail. So a lot of Meg Ryan on the channel coming very soon. We also do movie trivia nights every Friday night. And, you know, to cu- to keep going with that theme, it will be rom-com movie trivia. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Expect a lot of Adam Sandler. Expect a lot of um, all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, you can check me out on Twitter at Mr. Crockpot. I also do a lot of sports content every single day, but we're not here for that. Uh, so that's a little bit of where we are at. So uh, also we're doing a Peacemaker se- season review when that finishes. Um, so thanks, man. It's been an honor to join, man. Um, I love, I love, I love fantasy content, and I'm beyond excited for the Percy Jackson series coming out in a couple years. Uh, but anything fantasy, man, is my shit. Yeah, yeah, it's Dive's first time. You know, I've been trying to get him on the podcast. It's just been super crazy with a lot of things. And I was like, you know, we we finally had an opportunity to do so. Um, but as as the sci-fi king winner, um <laughs> when is what when when is the the fantasy the high Yeah, fantasy? that'll be next season. So we're we're trying to get our 10 winners, do a uh, a big tournament of champions in March. Then we're gonna have a whole new uh season two where fantasy is going to be at, among the top of our first drafts. No so question. like, is, is this going to be like fantasy, like TV and movies all together or just movies? Cause like, cause there's, a, cause well, there, 
There's a lot of fantasy that's also TV. That's why I'm asking. I, I think season two, we're going to change things up. Oh, so it's we're, we're you know, if you, you know, it's uh, uh, evolve or die. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I think season two, expect a lot of changes uh, with our movie drafts. All right. All right. Um, I, our, our other two guests are not, I, well, <laughs> long story short, they're off the grid when it comes to Twitter. Yeah, I'm completely off the grid. You can't find me on anything. I'm on Instagram yeah. all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you like watching courses, I'm not going to plug my Instagram. If you like courses, join Sarah. <laughs> a lot of horses. But you have to find her. She's not going to tell you yeah. where to find her. <laughs> but, I don't know. <laughs> mystery. But yeah, so our, our other two guests, you know, they, they're off the grid uh, when it comes to like Twitter and uh, whatnot. But I wanted to thank them uh, again for coming on. Um, if you love more, you know, fantasy stuff, you can listen to me and Shelby talk about Arcane. Uh, we did a entire season one review. Uh, we kind of just gushed about it for about an hour and a half. And yeah, it, it, it was a good time. And of course, you know, you can check out me dominate on the sci-fi draft that is also on the suit up geeks youtube channel of course and of course me and dives you know we we did check out their you know their wheel of time uh content and whatnot because it it, it really was a fun time and of course we uh we also talk about arcane on on your channel as well God, so I, that- I won't just take me back take me back <laughs> that arcane show fuck me you can't have a bad time when you talk about that was the, that's, oh. the, that's the best show <laughs> One of the best shows ever made. Like, if I could rewatch Arcane as if I was watching it for the first time, I'd be oh, so happy. Oh. Over and over. That would be yes. on Earth. Yeah, it, it, it blew me away for sure. But yeah, so other than that, uh, what's coming up on the show really quick. So by the time this drops, our um, review of the, of, of the Fallout that is now streaming on HBO Max um, will be up on the um, on the podcast as well. And uh, just a few little call to actions. If you don't know, we do have a Discord. We're trying to build a community full of, you know, movie and TV, film nerds, however you want to say it. Um, you can find that um, link in the episode link or the, the show notes down below. And, of course, always leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple or Spotify, uh, whichever platform you are listening on you know we're just trying to get some cool nice little feedback and you know it's 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 always fun to hear back from fans and of course uh before we end always 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 make sure to share this episode with a friend your mother your brother your lover whoever it is make sure to share an episode of the film ops podcast with them you know we've done a lot of great content within this past year you know this is the beginning of a new year so you know you love harry potter content we did Matrix. Uh, those are two of our franchise revisited series that we did last year. We are currently going through our um, Hunger Games franchise revisited. The first uh, episode is already up on the podcast for everyone to listen to. And I believe we're going to be doing Catching Fire uh, since it is a monthly series. Uh, we're going to be doing that sometime in February. So definitely follow us online uh, for that over on Twitter. But let me close this out here really quick so we can get out of here. And that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating review on Apple or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter or on Instagram to stay in the know. That was Sarah Dives Shelby. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the next one.